Grace and mercy and peace belong to you. From God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Clive Staples Lewis. Clive Staples Lewis. C.S. Lewis was a brilliant atheist for many years. In time, however, the message of the gospel got to him. As a result, in C.S. Lewis's own words, he was dragged kicking and struggling into the light of Jesus, empowered by the peace and purpose and forgiveness he possessed through faith in Jesus, C.S. Lewis proceeded to use his considerable intellect and, and wonderful knack for writing to author some powerful books about Christianity and the Christian faith. One of his most popular books is a book entitled The Screwtape Letters. The Screwtape Letters is a story about a, about a, a, a demon by the name of Screwtape who writes a series of letters to his nephew, who is also a demon. And these series of letters for his nephew contain advice. Advice on how to use temptation. How to use temptation for his nephew to, to begin working to, to separate a new Christian, a young man who had come to faith in Jesus, to separate a new Christian from his newfound Christian faith. Now, in these letters, there are marvelous insights into the, into the insidiousness, into the sneakiness of the power of temptation. Four, four quotes from the Screwtape letters. Quote number one, and remember, these are bits of advice from one demon to another as to how to use temptation to, to separate a new Christian from faith in Jesus. Quote number one. The safest road to hell is the gradual one. The gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Quote number two. It is funny how mortals always picture us demons as putting things into their minds. In reality, our best work is done by keeping things out. Quote number three. It does not matter how small the sins are, provided that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into the nothing. Quote number four. 
If you can get the man to thinking that, that religion is all very well up to a point, you can feel quite happy about his soul. A moderated religion is as good for us demons as no religion at all and more amusing. In the word of God before us in Mark chapter 1, Jesus is about to get underway with his three-year ministry. As he does, he understands that if he, if he is going to serve as our champion, then he must confront temptations from Satan head on. Mark records that, that the Holy Spirit sent Jesus out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. Even today, the Judean wilderness is a, a beautiful but strange place. Picture, if you would, picture a, a, a long rectangle on a map. And this rectangle is about 580 square miles, 580 square miles in size. And this area has the Judean hills and Jerusalem on the western side and the Jordan River Valley and the Dead Sea on the, on the eastern side. In this region, it's, it's dry and it's hot and it's lonely. The, the views are breathtaking and, and rugged. Some of them are, are almost alien-like in, in appearance. There are chalk hills, there are cliffs, there are plateaus, there are, there are river bottoms. There are canyons 1,600 feet deep. There are cliffs 980 feet high. And at the time when Jesus was walking through all of this, there were wild dangerous animals. Animals like Asian lions and Syrian brown bears. It is in this region that Jesus spends one month and ten days. During all this time, Jesus eats nothing. During this time, he faces intense temptations from the devil. Elsewhere in Scripture, we know three specific temptations that he, he faced at this time. At one point, the, the devil says to, to Jesus, well, if you are the Son of God, command some of these stones here to, to become bread. At another point, Satan challenges Jesus to, to jump down from a high elevation in order to prove that his heavenly Father really is looking out for him. And finally, Satan, in so many words, implies that Jesus can 
avoid all the suffering and all the horrors of the cross. He doesn't have to go through that. If only he would give Satan a little bit of respect, a little bit of lip service, Jesus probably wouldn't even have to be sincere about it. How does Jesus respond to all this? How he responds reminds us that Jesus has you and me in mind all this while. He does not use his almighty power as the Son of God to, to muzzle Satan or to hurl him off the earth. Instead, Jesus, acting as our substitute, acting in our place, uses the same weapon that's available to you and me. He uses the Word of God. In the face of every temptation, Jesus cites a clear promise or a, a clear command from God's Word, and, and Jesus holds on tight to that. Finally, Satan, for this round of temptations, Satan gives up, and he chooses to leave Jesus for the time being, and he'll come back at another opportune time. Once he does that, Angels come to serve Jesus after this long and exhausting ordeal is over. With Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness completed, Mark now records that Jesus goes north into Galilee to proclaim the good news of God. The time has come, Jesus says. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Which brings us to a question for you and me. What is a temptation that vexes you? What is a temptation that, that the devil or, or one of his demons stands ready to lay down on your lap the moment you feel tired, the moment you feel frustrated, the moment you feel lonely, the moment you feel overwhelmed, the moment, the moment you feel satisfied, the moment you feel triumphant about something. The moment you feel ignored. The moment you feel disrespected. The moment you feel crushed. For all of these moments and more, there is a temptation tailor-made for you. And the devil and, and, and his demons are laying out these tailor-made temptations, not, 
not just once in a while, they are laying out these tailor-made temptations for you all the time. While we're at it, let's confess to our Lord and to each other. All the times that, that you and I have tried to make quiet arrangements with these temptations. All the times that you and I have rationalized ourselves into thinking that, that giving in to this temptation in this way at this time, that we have reasons that are acceptable and understandable. These private arrangements, however, these private arrangements do nothing more than edge you and me down what C.S. Lewis describes as, as the gentle slope, the soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts, away from the light, and into the nothing. But thank God, thank God that the one who came here to serve as our champion is the same one who is here now through his living word. Again, Jesus calls you and me to repentance. Again, Jesus calls you and me to believe the good news of what he has done on our behalf. What he has done to wash our sins away at the cross. Therefore, through faith in Jesus, bask in his forgiveness, bask in his light, bask in his healing and peace and joy. And empowered by what he has done for you, Break the armistice with your temptations. Break the armistice. Get back into the fight and fight the battle as a soldier of the cross. All to the glory of the Savior who lives for you. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Amen.